0: hey guys dan waltzman here this is edgy conversations podcast as you know radical help for people who want it i've been thinking all weekend about a couple different concepts i thought i'd just share them with you i mean as you know i just i come here with lots of thoughts and most of the time i I do this recording at the end of the day. Right now, it's about 8.55 in the evening, almost nine o'clock on the East Coast, New York City time. And so I get a chance. The reason why I like doing that is it lets me think all day about what's on my mind. You know, busy day of meetings, appointments, planning, scheduling, uh, chaos. And then I get a chance to kind of stop and share my perspective with you. And one of the things I've been thinking about recently is this idea about what you're owed. You know, if you work a job, you're owed a paycheck. Especially if you have an agreement with your boss that if you work a certain number of hours, you're going to get paid per hour. Or if you have a job that you get paid a salary, until you're fired, you get paid... Whatever the salary is divided by 52 weeks or 26 pay periods or whatever it is, once a month, or every twice a month or something like that. Whatever your pay schedule is, that, that salary is owed to you as long as, as you're in that capacity. If you work for commission, if you're in sales, you get you get you're owed a commission based off the terms of, of, of the deal that you that you signed on to. Often we think about you know what is owed. To, to me or to you and we we, we, we we cross the line from what is owed to what is expected and look outside of your paycheck no one owes you anything within you know no one owes you anything I like to say within limits but I mean what are those limits? I mean what what are you owed? Think about that. What what do other people owe you? Think about those 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 thoughts that kind of the phrasing of that owed. What are you owed? Nothing. Now you might your initial reaction might be, dude, come on man. I'm owed streets. That's why I pay taxes. I'm owed, you know, some bit of health care. Uh, you know, because I, I contribute to taxes. I'm, I'm owed protection from our military because I, you know, I pay my taxes. And I'm, I'm owed honesty because, you know, I, I don't know. It's the American way. Here's the reality. When you consider what, you, what you're owed, when, you, when your perspective is on you owe me, you're in for disappointment at the least. The very minimum, you're setting yourself up for, for disappointment. It's just a bad tactical move. It's a bad strategic move. Here's the reality. You're not owed much of anything. You're not. And if your attitude is, are you getting what you pay for? The reality is, you're, you're rarely going to come up with a winner. It's not what you're owed. It's what have you earned. Let me share a different word with you. Not owed, but earned. What have you earned? Think about that. Are you earning your paycheck right now? You might sit back and go, look, I'm owed that salary. That's what I negotiated. You don't understand. When I came in, I I pressed the mark. I t- I told I told HR this is what I was going to get paid. And if I wasn't going to get paid, that I was going to go work someplace else. Or when I came into this sales job, I, I negotiated this deal. This is the deal and the overrides and the commission and the bonus and the structure and everything. that. I, and I'm owed this because that's what I negotiated. But let me ask you another question. What have you earned? Have you earned that commission? Have you earned that bonus? Are you leeching on to a sales territory where you're not doing the work? You're just reaping rewards from somebody else who planted seed a long time ago? What? Woot, 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 woot. Am I preaching? Am I preaching too much to you? Uh, What have you earned not what are you owed. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. And the person who says you owe me is never going to rise above mediocrity. In fact, I don't even know that you're going to get the, to the edge of mediocrity. You're not even going to get to the middle. You're going to be in the bottom. You're going to be in the bottom half of society because of, of your belief system. Your belief system is you're your, your owed. And because you're owed, there's a sense in it that you're powerless to change that, that you're dependent on everyone else to give you something that you can't get for yourself. And that's a miserable, miserable, miserable place to be at, where you can't do anything for yourself. You're expecting other people to deliver on some sort of fantasy world that you have for yourself. I'm not here to beat you up tonight or this morning, whenever you're listening to this. I'm just sharing with you the importance of mindset. It matters what you think. It matters how you plan for the future. I don't want you to say the word owed anymore. I want you to take that out of your dictionary. Take it out of your mental vocabulary. From now on, I don't want you to to say the word owed. I want you to say the word earned. And If you can't put earned in front of what you're going to say next, then it shouldn't come out of your mouth. In other words, it's not you owe me one. It's I've earned this from you. Right? Not you owe me a favor. It's, I've earned a favor from you because of what I've done. See, it's a different mindset. It's a different perspective. Instead of you owe me because of, of, of what we agreed to, it's I've earned this based off of my abilities and my effort. I've earned this. I have earned this. I deserve this because of what I have done. My actions equal reward. Now. Now if you're the person who's trying to get ahead, trying to make that money, trying to dig yourself out of debt, trying to get that promotion, think about the difference it makes in your actions when instead of living a lifestyle of, I am owed this promotion, you walk into the room saying, I have earned this promotion. Strategically, as as a former CEO of of a fairly big company, I have to tell you, the guy who earns it, the guy who tells me he's earned it, and then lists all the reasons why, is the guy who beats the guy who looks me in the eye and goes, listen, I've been here 20 years and you owe me. Well, fuck you. So <laughs> of 10 other people. What do you mean you've been here 20 years and you deserve it? By the way, I, here's what's funny. You may think I'm being harsh, but the reality is, most of the time, people will never say that out loud. But keep those thoughts in your head. In fact, they may even give you that nice, sweet church smile, right? That smile that's just like, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Inside, they're thinking, F you. How dare you tell me that I owe you something? How? And you've lost credibility in their mind. And if they weren't being either passive-aggressive or kind whichever one it is, it's kind of on both ends of the spectrum. It's hard for me to judge without being there. They would, they would look you in the eyeball and say, grow the fuck up. Grow up. Grow up. Tell me why you earned this instead of telling me why I owe you. But think about that. Think, think about the perspective when you're going in to, to, to close a deal in sales. Instead of saying, listen, I have sent you these white papers. I've gone through the whole rigmarole. I've go- I've, I, I have spent time. You owe me this deal. Versus the conversation to say, what have we done to earn your business? What have we done to be so invaluable that you have to hire us? I remember a few years ago uh, when Obama was still president. And I'll say that I'm somewhat of a political junkie, if you haven't figured out already. I'm from Washington, D.C. area. Even though I live in South Carolina, I think it's still ingrained in me all of that nonsense of of Washington, D.C. And I remember for a long time there was this strain of of chatter on political television and, and somewhat talk radio downplaying all the new jobs that were coming out. And I heard people say all the time, well, all these jobs are part-time jobs. And, and, and you know, these, these don't really count because they're not full-time jobs. And So it's basically crap, right? Because, you know, we, we want full-time jobs. We want guarantees. And Again, that's an owed mentality, not versus an earned mentality. I was on stage talking to a large audience, several thousand people in the crowd. And as I'm known to do, sometimes I go off script. <laughs> and one of the things I said was, listen, I don't know of a job. Before I be- went into business for myself at some level in 19 or 20 years old, and I was working for somebody else, but I was kind of like in charge of things, right? I was, I was kind of, I had positioned myself to be someone in the driver's seat. I don't know that you're ever entirely in the driver's seat, but, but you've positioned yourself to be more driving than you are in the back seat. You're kind of in the front seat fighting for the steering wheel and, and and gas pedal. And I remember my whole mission was to make the part-time job I had a full-time job. I worked at a place called Appliance Connection. I, I, I mowed lawns um, and I was doing several, I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of lawns each week. I mean, imagine mowing somebody lawns, you're going through like a five-gallon, gas can a day. I mean, that, that shows you the amount of time and effort and energy that went into my business. I mean, I was making thousands and thousands of dollars. I was just a young little punk kid. Well, at the top of my street, there was a 7-Eleven. I used to love the 7-Eleven. There was no, uh, I think if some of you know me. I grew up very, very healthy, uh, uh, Christian home. And, uh, part of the healthiness was that, uh, there was no sugar allowed in my house. And, and so, uh, Maybe that's why I'm so running after all the skittles now. But I would love to go with some of the money I made mowing lawns, and I would go to that 7-Eleven, and I would I would get a chocolate éclair. You know what you know what those chocolate éclairs are? They're those um, you know there are there are those kind of donuts that are hollow and they have a chocolate icing on top and they're filled with like Boston cream. Just I remember buying those chocolate éclairs. And sitting kind of behind the 7-Eleven with my back to the building, just closing my eyes and eating those chocolate eclairs, It was like the best thing in the world. Well, right next to that 7-Eleven was this little, not a little, but it was an appliance store called Appliance Connection. And this is before I can remember... Best Buy and, and Walmart and, and and Sears and everybody's selling appliances and that's when you had stores that just sold appliances. You'd go to, you'd go to the appliance store and you you would buy your appliance and you'd have somebody some technician there who would help you and walk you through everything. This is kind of a novel concept these days. I think these stores still exist, but they're 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 more rare because of, of the fact that you can go to to Lowe's or or or, or Best Buy and get everything you need. So I remember I walked from where I was at 7 Eleven to the appliance connection and I and I applied for for a job. And the the guy said, Yeah, we need someone to sweep the parking lot. Now this These installers would drive these kind of like moving, small moving truck sort of vehicles in and out. And you would put like a a dishwasher on the back of it. And there's a bunch of metal, you know, sprockets and gadgets and things like that that you would bend and tear off. Depending upon the fitting size, you would tear off, cut it off with pieces of, you know, kind of a shear, a sheet metal scissor. And so in the back of these trucks was all these pieces of sheet metal. And and they would come back to the shop once or twice or four or five times a day in between installs. And, you know, all this metal would get all over the the, the 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 parking lot. And which which of course, you know, you didn't want cars popping tires and more importantly, you just wanted to keep things clean. And I remember going out there and just sweeping. And I knew the longer I swept, the the better I kept that parking lot the longer I was going to be proving myself to be valuable. Then I thought, you know what? There's only so much you can do to keep a parking lot clean. So I had to learn. I remember asking one of the installers, can you show me what I need to do? And so he taught me. So by the time he went inside to yank the old dishwasher out, I already had my X-Acto knife out, was cut along the edges of the box that the brand new washer came in, had it on its side, had the cardboard removed, all of the packing removed, um, had the plastic washers in the bottom of it connected so he could add the drain hose to it. I had everything done. So all he had to do was swoop in and do the final pieces. I went from earning a part-time job of $3 or $4 an hour to basically becoming an installer's junior a junior apprentice where I was worth $8, 9 $10 an hour. I learned a valuable lesson in that period of time. No one was going to pay me much to sweep a parking lot. I wasn't earning much to sweep a parking lot. If I wanted to make real money, and it's kind of funny when I think about then going on to you know selling and making millions, how, how little, $10, $8, whatever the amount was, it was very small an hour was at that time. But I just realized if I make myself valuable, almost invaluable, do you get what I'm saying by invaluable? So valuable, you can't take me away. I was that Johnny Hustle on the spot. I realized I want to be the guy that all the installers want. I would work so hard and with such precision that the installer said, holy cow, this guy is saving us, you know, all of our time. Let's get Dan to be our junior apprentice. And so each installer would fight to have me on their crew. And of course, what that meant was they could goof off for, you know, three quarters of the time and then install for a quarter of the time and they still came out ahead. And that's what I think this lesson about what your ode comes down to. Let's stop talking about ode Let's talk about earned. What are you doing to earn? For me, it was a stupid $4 or $5 an hour job. But I earned more. I earned more with my actions. Some of you make many factors more than that. Many multiples more than I did back then. But you haven't learned the lesson of how to be valuable. You're still using the language of, oh, the world owes me this no one owes you anything you earn in life exactly how valuable you present yourself if you're not earning more right now it's not that someone owes you it's that you're not valuable enough and i'm not trying to beat you up i love you that's why i'm taking the time at 9 10 o'clock at night to come to you and share my heart with you i'm not coming to beat you up what i'm saying is you got to change and if you're willing to change There's a world of opportunity out there where you could make three, four, five, ten, a hundred times more than you're making right now. We'll come back to that in another episode. Just some thoughts, very passionate to me. It's not about what you're owed. It's about what you earn. Hey, guys, if you like these episodes, listen, give us the stars. Give me the likes. Visit us at danwalshman.com. okay? We've got, we've got we've got all kinds of amazing content you're gonna love. Our Saturday stories are becoming our fan favorite. Every Saturday we come out with a thousand to two thousand word story about unbelievable people who are conquering the world. From football hall of famers born with one leg to Olympic champions who were, who, who, who were born premature and leg braces. The stories are true. They are almost unbelievable. That's how shockingly amazing they are. They will blow your mind. They come out every Saturday. If you sign up for that weekly newsletter, you will get those. You will be excited. And and I promise you, uh, it will be the highlight of your week, okay? Listen, as always, it's Dan Walshman. It's Edgy Conversations, Radical Conversations, Radical Ideas, Radical Help for People Who Want It. If that's you, stay in touch. We'd love to help you. Most importantly... Don't do nothing.